I'm Anna Ramon. I'm the executive director of Annie's List. Woo -woo! <laughs> Progress Texas is one of the only shops that do quick and fire response media and literally has saved multiple Democratic asses <laughs> over some decades. <laughs> I'll take a page out of a not-so-progressive book, Mitt Romney's book. I would love binders full of women <laughs> running for Texas office. It's Friday, November 10th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. Another great headline from the Dallas Observer, Texas Republican Civil War enters historic new phase with fourth special session. Writer Kelly Dearmore asks, how special can a special session be when it's the fourth one of the year? The only thing special here appears to be an especially stubborn governor of the same party that controls the House, Senate, and all the other most powerful positions in the state government having to keep that controlling majority from their homes, families, and careers for months on end in the attempt to get something he wants, but most Texans don't. The fourth special session this year is in full swing with another hard swing at unpopular school vouchers by Texas GOP lawmakers Bill Zeebel and Sergio Martinez Beltran at Texas Public Radio write that the Texas Senate has once again advanced Senate Bill 1 just hours after approving it in a hastily convened committee hearing hastily enough to skip past any pesky public comment on the matter. Republican Senator Brian Creighton, SB1's author, says this is the exact same bill the Senate passed last month during the third special session, which, as you know, failed to find traction in the House. This version calls for an $8,000 taxpayer-funded voucher for Texas parents to spend on private school. Public school funds redirected to private and often church-affiliated organizations, but not generally enough for a family to cover the full tuition cost. Meanwhile, in the Texas House, Maya Pandy at the Texas Tribune says private school voucher opponents remain opposed to the idea and are showing signs of frustration with Governor Greg Abbott's obstinance in keeping them in Austin this long and his insistence to hold public education funding hostage over a voucher program. Republican Representative Brad Buckley's voucher bill was taken up by the House Select Committee on Educational Opportunity and Enrichment yesterday. As we've told you, it takes steps to sway rural Republican voucher holdouts with incentives, including increased public school funding and accountability measures that would require voucher recipients to take standardized tests to keep their spots in the program. The bill was left pending last night and is likely to be taken up by the committee again today, members of which opposed to the bill still seem unconvinced. Republican Representative Ken King of Canadian, for example, expresses resentment against his own party over this pressure and reminds us why rural Republicans don't like the idea, saying, quote, there's no chance in hell any voucher helps one student in House District 88, unquote, referring to his rural community back home, which, like hundreds of others across Texas, largely revolves around its public schools. If vouchers don't pass after this special session, Governor Abbott has promised to launch primary campaigns against the two dozen Republicans leaning against vouchers, including King. A lame threat, really, considering how unpopular the idea of vouchers is back home for these lawmakers. Sticking with this, a piece in the Dallas Morning News by Talia Richmond and Valeria Olivares highlights the costs that a voucher program would incur, citing new estimates by the state's Legislative Budget Board predicting that a proposed so-called education savings account program would cost the state more than $2 billion annually by 2028. Democratic Representative James Tallarico of Austin is quoted calling the proposed program a massive transfer of wealth from the bottom to the top and welfare for the wealthy. 
And Stephen Aleman, a senior policy specialist at Disability Rights of Texas, reminds us that voucher programs could lead to discrimination against or exclusion of students living with intellectual or physical disabilities, as private schools in general have the option to deny admission to any student they choose. Aleman says, quote, it really is the private school that has the choice, not the parent, unquote. Special Session 4 also sees action on harsh new Republican-concocted immigration policy. Monica Madden at KXAN-TV in Austin writes that a Texas House committee advanced a controversial border security bill yesterday, complete with that odious provision enabling state law enforcement officers to enforce immigration law, power reserved for federal authorities. HB 4 would grant any state peace officer the ability to arrest someone he or she suspects has entered Texas illegally and order them to return to their country of origin. The bill also outlines protections for Texas law enforcement officers from personally getting sued over cases of mistaken identity, largely declaring open season on the Hispanic community of Texas. HB4 is already saddled with likely insurmountable constitutional issues as the Supremacy Clause in the U.S. Constitution reserves immigration enforcement solely for federal authorities. But this bill is about instilling fear more than any true practical purpose. The bill's author, Republican Representative David Spiller of Jacksboro, stated in yesterday's hearing that he didn't even know what this new policy would cost Texas taxpayers. More demonstrative, half-baked, and hateful Republican garbage, straight-up red meat for the racist GOP primary voter base. Sticking with border issues here, Paul J. Weber and Valerie Gonzalez at the Associated Press write about that deadly high-speed chase south of San Antonio on Wednesday that ended in a head-on crash that killed eight people, including several Honduran citizens and two residents of Georgia. That case has highlighted once again the public danger posed in Texas border communities by high-speed pursuits undertaken by an ever-expanding presence of law enforcement at the Mexican border. David Stout, a county commissioner in El Paso, says Texas state troopers have engaged in roughly 500 high-speed pursuits in his border county alone this year. That's almost 10 per week, more than half of which have exceeded speeds of 100 miles per hour. Last year, the American Civil Liberties Union sent a complaint to the U.S. Justice Department over high-speed pursuits along the Texas border, tallying 30 deaths and 71 injuries in these chases during just the first 16 months of Governor Abbott's Operation Lone Star Adventure. A Dallas Morning News op-ed takes up the case of Max Hightower, the Sherman High School student we've been telling you about who was kicked out of the lead role in his school's theater department's production of Oklahoma via a new Sherman ISD policy that requires a student actor's birth gender to match that of any character they might play. Max is a transgender male and has thus been forbidden from playing the male lead. We agree with the editorial board on its point that, considering the ubiquity of gender-crossing roles over the long history of theater, quote, not only should Max be allowed to play a man, he should be allowed to play a woman, a child, a superhero, or a turtle, unquote. We also agree with the absurdity of Sherman ISD's assessment of Oklahoma, which they say contains mature adult themes, profane language, and sexual content. The reality is this play was ranked by Time Magazine in 2008 as the eighth most popular show staged by American high schools, alongside Beauty and the Beast and Susical the Musical. This editorial does make assertions about gender-affirming care that we disagree with, but we too believe Sherman ISD has put into place a policy with no intent or possible result but to exclude and to isolate kids, which should never be the goal of any educational body in Texas. 
Told you yesterday about two high-level Texas energy players who are heading for the exit, and Mose Bouchelle at KUT in Austin provides interesting new details on one of them. Carrie Bivens, the independent market monitor for the Texas Power Grid, is stepping down after clashing with officials over what she called artificially inflated energy prices, and her departure seems likely to lead to speculation that ERCOT and other state officials want to curtail the oversight powers of that position. Bivens reported to ERCOT in September that new policies enacted this year had squeezed the energy market and raised the cost of electricity by $8 billion over the summer by reducing the available pool of electricity in the state's energy market and creating an artificial shortage, dramatically inflating the value of whatever power remained to be sold on the state grid. ERCOT officials, including CEO Pablo Vegas, pushed back, but Bivens never backed down and also frequently shared analyses that diverged from the positions of state lawmakers and political appointees, including a conclusion that this year's push at the state legislature to subsidize building new natural gas power plants may be costly and unnecessary. That, of course, resulted in Prop 7, which passed at the ballot box just this last Tuesday. Over to Houston, where our endorsee in the mayor's race there, U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson-Lee, has reeled in another key endorsement, that of the officeholder she's seeking to succeed. Antoinette Odom at the Associated Press says current Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, who has served eight years and can't run again because of term limits, has endorsed Sheila Jackson-Lee, whose race for the post has gone to a runoff against challenger and longtime Democratic State Senator John Whitmire. If elected, Jackson Lee would be Houston's first black female mayor. Houston voters, mark your calendar for that runoff. It's coming up on December the 9th. Back up to North Texas, where the hazards of requiring armed and clearly sometimes incompetent security guards to be present on our school campuses sprang to reality earlier this week. When the school security officer at Story Elementary School in Allen left his gun behind in a school bathroom, Allen ISD was quick to distance itself from this particular officer, saying in a letter sent home to parents that he was not an Allen ISD employee, but rather was present on contract and works for a local security company, all in the school's efforts to meet the requirements of Texas's new House Bill 3, which requires all public schools to have at least one armed security guard at each public campus. Stupid laws reap dangerous outcomes. Speaking of which, another op-ed caught our eye this morning, this one by U.S. Representative and current Democratic candidate for the U.S. Senate, Colin Allred, who took to the pages of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal to tell that city's generally conservative residents that that new abortion travel ban they've enacted is, quote, un-American. Allred cites horror stories that Texas women have endured since abortion was all but eliminated in Texas a year and a half ago with the fall of Roe v. Wade and says of Lubbock County becoming the largest county in Texas to ban driving on its roads in order to leave the state to access reproductive health care, quote, we cannot allow this kind of Orwellian police state to take root. This is Texas. We believe in freedom, to live your life, to make decisions about your own body and health, to travel where you want, and to do so without interference from the government. These travel bans are not who we are as Texans, as evidenced by the fact that only 23% of Texans approve of these absurd restrictions, unquote. We agree and have posted a link to Colin Allred's message to Lubbock County in our show notes. Down to Alamo City, where Mason Hickok at KSAT says the San Antonio City Council approved the largest on-site municipal solar project in Texas and the second largest such project nationwide yesterday. 
The $30 million project will install rooftop, parking, and park canopy solar systems on 42 city facilities, all part of San Antonio's push towards its 2040 goal of zero net energy at all municipal buildings, and they created 15 new full-time jobs to boot. Nice work, San Antonio. And up to Austin as that city council has made history, too, by adopting a 100% property tax exemption for eligible child care providers and a move being called a game changer. District 10 Austin City Council member Allison Alter, who happens to be my city council representative, was the prime driver of the initiative. She says when parents drop their children off at any sort of child care facility, they should have confidence that their child will be safe and receive top-notch care in their absence. And this savings will help qualified Austin child care providers to do just that. As we close today, note the tickets are on sale for both of our Progress Texas holiday parties. These are fun fundraising events and a great opportunity to meet and mingle with progressive office holders, candidates, activists, and advocates just like you. Terrific networking and a damn good time. Our Austin holiday party happens on Friday, December 1st, and our Dallas holiday party will happen on Wednesday, December 6th. We'd love to see you. See the show notes for links to grab your tickets, and there are bigger sponsorship opportunities for these parties as well. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, November 10th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in the Lone Star State. If you're enjoying our podcast, an easy way to get active is to share our podcast feed with a friend. And please consider making a donation to help us continue our important work at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday.